Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second Asia Business Club podcast today. We have another special guest, Spencer Sal from the 2019 MSc Management Graduate Cohort. Now, Spencer has come all the way from Singapore to London during his vacation to share with us his experiences so far. Hi, everybody. This is Sunny here. Um, I'm the Vice President for the Asia Business Club, and today I've um, invited um, a very pleasant guest with me today, Spencer from Singapore. Hi, Spencer. How are you? Hi, hi. I'm good. Hi, Sunny. That's great. That's great. So let's um, let's start off really quickly. So just give us a short self introduction of your current role and field of expertise. Sure. So um, thanks thanks for you know um, inviting me for this podcast. Um, so I'm currently a program manager for the accelerator I'm in Tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give everybody a little bit of context, um, Tribe is a global blockchain ecosystem um, builder that actually first started out in two thousand uh, and eighteen as the first um, blockchain accelerator um, backed by the Singapore government. So my role as a program manager is actually to um, liaise with different stakeholders. Um, it could be from government organizations, it could be startups, um, subject matter experts, as well as corporate partners. So the end goal is actually to help um, this accelerator programs to be successful and um, eventually helping these startups um, achieve their go-to-market strategy. Yeah. That's very interesting. And you know, looking at from how diverse your work experience is, um, I was wondering how how did you arrive at your current role? Yeah, I think I think it probably isn't the most um, direct way, or rather, it's quite a unique way of of getting to where I am right now. So um, I started out as a management associate in a bank, um, a local bank, um, because you know, uh, having been uh, lived in London. I actually got exposed to the fintech world in in London, especially in the consumer banking um, uh, area, right? So, like for example, in in London we have Monzo, we have um, Revolut, and that's when I I thought that you know I really want to be part of this transformation in the um, finance industry for consumer banking in Singapore. Um, that's how I actually applied um, for a role in a bank, and then you know subsequently I I had a chance to work. Um, go back to my roots. I I would say um to work for the um space. So it's the office for space technology and industry in Singapore. So that's a government office that is actually looking at um space technology. So in 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 the um office for space tech, I was actually uh, uh exposed to different startups um who are actually pioneering the space industry in Singapore, and that's when I actually thought that you know I really wanted to be more involved. And uh, learn more about the startup scene, and you know, hey, this op- opportunity uh, for tribe actually arise, and I I applied, and that's how I got to where I am right now. Oh, okay, I that's actually very interesting. I can see like how sort of, you know, the like your progress through your careers has really like ended you up at tribe. You know, especially with like the government's work, and you've seen how like. You know different startups and like how you're using space and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to ask, like, so far, you know, which which sector or industry have you worked in? You know, do you think is your favorite, or do you think has maybe a lot of potential or anything interesting about it? Yeah, I think um, to be honest, all three um jobs that I have or held. Um, I think they they all gave me a very very valuable lesson 
Um, but if there there is a favorite role that I I would you know, I have to mention, then definitely is the one that I'm currently in. Um, maybe it's also because of uh, where the perspective of of what I I am exposed to. For example, like I get to uh, I get to learn not just from the ex uh, the perspective of an accelerator but also of a startup, what do they need? What are the investors looking at? What are the corporate partners looking at? And also I get to um, dive deeper into the different types of technology for, so for example, in this case, blockchain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also the, 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 the amount of uh, anatomy that, the, the amount of um, control over like what I can do and what I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something very different. So it's it's more, it's a very dynamic working environment. Very free, environment. right. Correct, yeah. right. So in a corporate world, uh, in, a, uh, in a large corporate or in a government um, agency, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a little bit more um, restricted. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, my current role is, the, is, is one of my favorite. <laughs> it's your favorite. Yeah. I mean, it feels good to be able to, you know, do what you want, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, you know, just an, another question, like on top of my head, then, you know, uh, when you've been working with Tribe for some time, um, you know, have you seen anything like, you know, very interesting? Because you guys are like helping out a lot of startups, and um, you know, as an accelerator, have you seen any like interesting projects in Singapore at the moment? Um, to be really honest with you, I just started out this role in mm-hmm. August. Um, so as for now, I'm not really exposed to like, you know, really the, the different type of projects. Um, but I would say that the potential is, um, I guess it's really limitless. So we have startups or portfolio companies that are using, um, the blockchain technology, Mm. um, to actually help with their own business case. So for example, we have this company that's called Mighty Jacks. Um, they actually use, um, blockchain technology to verify the products that they are selling mm-hmm. and we also have say uh, a, uh, another company that's called Accredify um, so they do digital credentials so for example mm-hmm. if you do your PCR test now and you, you did it in London and you're flying to Singapore how do you prove it so blockchain is, is one of the technology that could you know be can verify the authenticity of this um, credentials oh okay I see and um you know just like seeing as you keep like mentioning blockchain and like all this like tech um technology and such you know how how do you think like after working at a bank and working at tribe now you know how has like digital technology really transformed and really shaped your career yeah i think um for digital technology wise um to be honest i I guess everybody do agree that you know digital technology is really important um I felt I feel that you know coming from a background you know having the privilege studying uh, in London and, and you know being exposed to different countries and different system, um, you can see that you can see the difference in terms of like um, when a country is pr- probably less developed in terms of like the infrastructure um, versus say we have Singapore we have London you have UK um, where the technology is more advanced um, you know it's it's a very important aspect of not just um, developing uh, products, but also it makes a very huge impact in our daily life to make things really easy. Um, also for audiences, maybe do you want to like sort of explain what blockchain means as well? 
Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Just very briefly. <laughs> okay. Um, so blockchain, you know, to put it really simply, it's a decentralized ledger. So, for example, um, is um, so for example, like if you do a transaction, and then um, the the next transaction will be based on um, your current transaction. So basically, a block and a chain. So it's linked up together. So if you want to make any amendments um, to uh, a record, you have to go back in time and you know do um, the the different changes and amend the entire chain um, before you're able to make um, any amendments. So this is where um, it's. This is the, the power of blockchain. It, it makes things um, a lot more secure. Um, it's definitely not, um, how do I put it? It's not... Uh, perfect? Yeah, it's not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so uh, but, but definitely compared to like different, if one person was to, were to hold uh, an entire record, um, definitely blockchain will be a lot more secure because at the same time, if somebody wants to change anything, they have to change um, two simultaneous or multiple simultaneous records at the same time. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing like that's why blockchain is such a revolutionary thing, right? That everyone's <laughs> trying to get on board with. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, now I'm just going to ask about your experience at um, OCBC Bank in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And sort of like, maybe, you know, not about TMT, but more about like, how is, like, have you seen anything about blockchain from the bank? How is like big corporates, you know, responding to blockchain, especially in Singapore? Yeah, I think um, as blockchain, you know, the technology of blockchain actually um, improves, um, we see a lot of opportun uh, opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, but I think as a bank, um, we, do, we do have... Uh, we are definitely cautious, right? Because of like, you know, the financial systems, we, we have a lot of sensitive information. Um, definitely, you know, implementing blockchain is, is great. Um, but I, I guess like big corporates are still potentially um, quite cautious regarding their aspects. Um, yeah, so, so I guess that's what I saw back when I was in, in OCBC. Okay. And, you know, like moving on from, you know, your work experience, um, I guess our audience will probably also be very interested, especially for those who are looking for work in Singapore, you know, what sort of advice as a graduate would you give to, um, you know, fresh graduates? Mm, okay, so I think, you know, having, I guess, you know, our, our audience are um, students or, you know, maybe potentially even um, graduates from Imperial, right? Mm -hmm. So... I guess, you know, living in London, people are so, it's the, the demographics are so different compared to say Singapore, or maybe even in Asia. Um, people are more vocal here in terms of like their thoughts, um, you know, in terms of like thinking ahead and stuff like that. So I think, to be honest, if, if you're looking for a job in Singapore, um, my advice is probably, you know, being more vocal in terms of like, you know, expressing like, you know, what you think could be better, um, being a little bit more, um, Give, give some reasoning to why you think this is, this is a better way. Um, and also, you know, it's also like being resourceful. So for example, like um, networking, I think like at the business school, we, we are taught that, you know, networking is very important. Um, it is definitely important because, you know, you, you, you never know, you might get, you might land your next job because of somebody who you spoke to at a job fair. Yeah. So I guess these are the, the different aspects or the, the important things that I, I'd say, 
um, our audience might want to take note. Mm. Um, I'm just gonna ask another question. So, do you think um, networking, especially like at Empire, has it helped you with um, job opportunities? Um, networking here definitely helped a lot. Um, so I, I guess not just in terms of like landing a job. Um, if we were to just simply put it in that aspect, I guess um, it's definitely helpful. But I think beyond that. Um, networking here actually exposed, at least for myself, it exposed me to different, um, to see the different type of jobs and roles that are out there mm -hmm. that I prob probably wouldn't have known if I didn't come to Imperial. So for example, we have like consulting, um, you know, it, it's it's a very big thing in, in the EU, in, in, in the UK, but in Singapore, because it's so niche, mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people know about it, especially like for myself that um, where I come from an engineering background, you know, um, so it might be um, not that well known in Singapore. So being in 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 Singapore, uh, in Imperial, the networking opportunities made me ex exposes me to different um, parallels, different industries, different roles, and everything. So uh, definitely very very helpful. Mm. And I assume you definitely made like a lot of friends along the way too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like I think, um, to be honest, looking back. Imperial, I would say it's it's probably not an overstatement to say that you know Imperial is probably the best time of my life. <laughs> All right, that is great to hear actually. <laughs> so um, now I'm just gonna ask you know, seeing as you've worked through the pandemic as well, you know how has the pandemic impacted work life in in Asia or in Singapore? Um. So I guess right now, in, at least in Singapore, because of the pandemic, most of us are still working from home. Mm -hmm. um, only like um, essential workers, um, they're actually heading back to the office. Um, because I, I guess like, you know, people take the pandemic quite seriously back there, uh, back in Singapore. Um, but in terms of work-life-wise, I guess if you are starting, in, starting a new job like what I did, I started two, two jobs during the pandemic. Um, it might be a little bit difficult because um, firstly, you don't get the interaction that you usually have with your colleagues um, when you first start a job. And also, for example, if you need probably just to speak to your colleague and right now you have to probably like, you know, do it over the internet or, or the or whatever system that you're using um, when previously you could just like head over and just speak to your colleague and ask a question and hey, you get your answer. Yeah, so I guess that's the biggest inconvenience um, that the pandemic has brought. Has there been any sort of convenience that the pandemic has brought? <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, sleeping in until one minute before <laughs> before a start meeting. of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Before start over. laughs> yeah. But jokes aside, I, I guess um, I, I guess there's pros and cons. Uh, mm -hmm. It made us realize that you know um, there are a lot of things that we thought could not be done over the, over like, you know, we think that it has to be done face to face, mm. but now actually can be done online. So um, it has also like accelerated, like, you know, if we talk about digital, um, it has definitely accelerated the digital um, transformation or, you know, how, how the digital progress in terms of like our jobs, our life um, in, in basically like, I guess, different aspects of my, of our work life. Oh, I see. Um, that's, you know, 
very interesting, I think. Like, you know, the pandemic has really changed everyone's perspectives right. and things. Um, so, you know, now I'm just wondering, like, do you have any future plans? Do you want to, you know, maybe work a bit at Tribe and then, you know, maybe work in the UK or do you want to continue in Singapore? Yeah, I think um, if given an opportunity, definitely would love to work in, in, in the UK, specifically in London. Um, but as of now, keeping my options open. But um, I guess Tribe is, Tribe is a good starting point in terms of like, um, you know, my career um, to, to actually learn about different technologies as well as to get exposed to the startup um, industry and startup scene. Alright, that sounds, that sounds good. And that's all the time we have today for our podcast. Thank you so much, Spencer, for coming from Singapore to join us in this podcast session. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your vacation. And as for audiences, I hope you found this interesting. And please tune in for our next podcast.